Welcome to Reflections with Vindesh, a weekly discussion series that challenges our perception of the world and ourselves. Learn more at thedispassionateobserver.com. That's T-H-E-D-I-S-P-A-S-S-I-O-N-A-T-E-O-B-S-E-R-V-E-R.com. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Reflections with Vindesh. Yeah! Do I have your attention? Today, we're going to try a bit of a different format because some of the feedback I've received is that I sound a little too scripted. People feel like they can't connect with me. And I understand this. I'm standing in an apartment talking into a microphone by myself and something about the setup, something about the structure of the discussions loses the conversational tone. Maybe it loses the human element. So today we're going to try something a little bit different. And instead of going through a series of points, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a story about myself. My entire life, I've tried to smile for the camera. Actually, that's not true. It hasn't been my entire life. As a kid, I never bothered to smile for the camera. Yet, I heard over and over that I didn't look happy. That I looked like I was angry or pissed off or I didn't show enough emotion. I was too robotic. And then I got to my senior year in high school. We had some pictures that we were taking. And I started to smile. I smiled freely, probably for the first time at that point in 12 or 13 years. And people liked it. They responded to it. They said, oh, wow, you look so great. You look so handsome. So I started to smile for the camera. I would smile for the pictures, and I would metaphorically smile. I would live my life in a way that satisfied people's expectations. And in fairness, I had the same expectations, the same ideas about life as other people. I grew up in an Indian household, and one of the images that we always had about spirituality, about success in life, was to always be calm, to be nonplussed, to be radiant, to be happy, to sit under a tree like the Buddha in a blissful state of meditation, completely unperturbed by anything going on around us. And this is what I thought I needed to be. All that anger had no place in my life. That frustration had no place in my life. The feelings of sadness, the feelings of discontent, they should all disappear. If I am going to be successful in life, if I am going to spiritually evolve, then I need to match that image of the smiling Buddha, perfectly content and perfectly at peace. 
This is what my parents strongly believe. This is the idea that I picked up about life. And because of this idea, I questioned myself for a long time. And I thought, what is wrong with me? How come I'm not that person? How come I don't feel happy? I don't feel this state of bliss. And because I looked at life in a binary way, either I was in a blissful state or I was a failure and I was depressed, I equated my state, my life, with sadness and with depression and with some fundamental flaw. And in fact, my mother had a very good description of me. She would refer to me as PPO. PPO meant permanently pissed off, that there was always something bothering me. There was always something that I was upset about. And it took me a long time to realize that that was okay. And if I felt angry, and if I felt frustrated, and if I felt sad, and if I felt insecure, it didn't mean that there was anything wrong. It meant that I felt alive. That whatever the energy, the emotion I had inside was coming out for better or for worse. And I could make PPO faces. I could seem upset. I could seem miles away from this perfect state of meditation. Yet, I felt good. I felt vital. And guess what? At times, I am in that peaceful state. I walk around. I am dispassionate. I simply observe. I enjoy life. At other times, I am gripped by rage, by intensity, by the need to tear down the walls that I feel surround me. I want to kill. I want to destroy. I want to destroy false ideals. I want to destroy delusion. At times, I want to be out. I want to be listening to pounding bass in a nightclub and looking at young women in tight dresses. And ah, I can relax. I can feel at peace. At times, I'm insecure. I question myself. I question my purpose. I question whether anything I say has any fucking value. And at times, I feel like I can lead a generation. I can shake people. I can wake them up and return them to a more fundamental, more vital, a more evolved state of being. And none of these is right. None of these is wrong. It's all a part of myself. It's all a part of the energy and the spirit that I have inside. And as that expresses itself, it unleashes fire. It unleashes creativity. It unleashes the potential to affect some change in this world, to do great things, to speak my own truth, to feel good, to feel right about who I am. And it has nothing to do with an ideal. And the ideal that I had in my mind, while well-intentioned, suppressed all of the fire, all of the emotion, all of the things about myself that make me 
who I am. It destroyed my potential to live, to do, to influence, to affect any kind of change. I smiled for the camera. I plastered that big fucking smile on my face. And I looked handsome and I looked happy. But inside, I was dead. Learn from me. Learn from my mistakes. Let go of image. The most insidious aspect of these images that we have about life, these things that we have been taught, is that they feel like the truth. They feel so fundamental. So obvious that we never question whether they're valid. Yet we cannot trust anything except our own experience. Learn to live by your own standards. To do what expresses your humanity. To do what makes you feel whole. And drop conceptions. If something works, do more of that. If something does not work, do less of that. But keep on moving. Keep on evolving. Unleash your fire. Speak your own truth. Let go of the image. Let go of the need to smile for the camera. Let's start thinking for ourselves. Let's embrace all of the aspects of ourselves. It leads to a richer life experience. It allows us to do incredible things in this world. So please, please don't suppress your humanity. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Every five-star review allows us to share more unique and insightful content. Learn more at thedispassionateobserver.com. Thanks for listening, and please tune in again next week. Peace.